Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job, Painter Marketing Pros, and APC. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host of the podcast. We left off our episode last week talking a little bit about the action steps needed to implement your 2024 goals. And that if you plan and set goals, but you don't see the action items in a calendar on your to-do list, it's never going to get done, right? Goals and plans are great, but unless you actually break it down day-to-day action steps, how do we get this done? You're never going to hit them. All right. And so We did that episode last week about planning, just hit on that a little bit at the end. We started having a lot of conversations with clients, other people, and we kind of started noticing a theme that perpetuated here. And so we're like, you know what? I think we should dedicate an entire episode as we do a lot when we see common questions, conversations, and topics to this episode. How can we make sure we implement our goals and plans for 2024 or just beef up our, our um, implementation on a day-to-day basis this year. If it's something you haven't been good at, a lot of things slip through the cracks. We're going to dive deep into that today. A lot of people will overestimate what they can do in a week and underestimate what they can do in a year. How many times are we very ambitious? I'm guilty of it, of what I can get done this week or this day or in this one or two hour break between my client meetings. And I know that I also think too small sometimes of what we can get done in a year, right? That's why I went through and did that planning exercise that we went through in last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to it, definitely encourage you to listen back to last week's. It doesn't necessarily, again, build on one another, um, but just take a listen to it to plan out this year. Um, But the goal of today is how do we take these next 48 weeks and make sure they are as fruitful as ever so that we don't get to the end of 2024 wishing, man, I wish we would have worked on our business more. I wish I would have worked more systematically, less running around and less just chaos and just trying to get through. I want to take control over this, right? I want to run my business. I want to run my life, not let it run me, right? So I hope it helps. Thank you guys, as always, for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Before we get into the content of the episode today, I want to take a quick second and share our January promotion here at Elite Business Advisors uh, that we're currently running. If you want to make 2024 your best year yet in business, we're currently offering $300 off your first three months of working with us. We have four spots left as of the time this episode's coming out uh, to take advantage of this offer here. And all you have to do is complete a free business analysis meeting with us before January 31st to qualify for this special. And we'll block off one of those remaining spots for you. So go to www.elitebusinessadvisors.com and fill out our schedule and analysis call to start the process. I built my business around professionalism, showing up and doing what you said you were going to do, right? What is common sense to me is not common sense to most of the contractors out there, right? If you're listening to this, I would automatically put you in the, the not in that category, I guess is the best way to put it without a ton of triple negatives in that sentence. If you're listening to this, you're not who I was talking about in that situation, right? 
But I started noticing a trend when I was with student painters, when I eventually started elite painting, all these things, homeowners are like, man, I've called five painters and you're the only one that's called me back or you're the only one that showed up. I've had two estimates where they just didn't show up and all these little things. And like, it was mind blowing to me. Part of me was naive little, you know, 18, 19, 22 year old, probably like, you know, but at the same time, like it blew my mind. I was like, people want to give you money. All you have to do is show up and do what you say you're going to do. And by default, I grew my business because of it. Right. Um, I say that easier said than done as always, but I started realizing this trend and then I started realizing why, right? It wasn't that the people that weren't showing up or, you know, calling back or following through on anything. It wasn't that they were terrible people usually, right? I'm sure maybe a small set of them maybe weren't the best characters in the world. I don't know. Um, I hear plenty of stories all the time. It's hilarious about people that get interviewed and all these things. Um, but let's just say 90% of the people that are falling short of the homeowner's expectations and not doing what we simply would do. Again, common sense to me, somebody calls you, you call them back in a reasonable time frame. If you say you're gonna be there at nine o'clock on Tuesday, you're there at nine o'clock on Tuesday. And if you're not gonna be, or you're running more than two minutes late, you call or text them and let them know. And then follow through on sending them the estimate, just like they're wanting, right? Like the common sense, but I understand it's not always. What I started realizing again, not that they're bad people, they don't have systems. They don't have processes. Everything is on the fly. Everything's in a note on their phone. I've seen a couple people. We have a couple clients that's they run their business out of, you know, a note or two in their phone and, and like it works for them, but they're systematized, they're organized, they're professional, right? That's just the system that they choose to use, which is fine. Not a piece of paper in the truck, you know, yeah, sure, I'll be there next Tuesday at four, thinking they're just gonna remember, right? All the people that are falling short of those expectations. There's broken or non-existent processes and systems in place in their business. There is no organization. It's just literally flying by the seat of your pants. And sometimes if you're in a, you know, niche, um, you know, specialty, there's so many people that need your services and maybe so few people that offer it that you just stay busy because people just deal with it, right? And so like, why would you change if you're constantly busy? You know, I like I, I will understand that to a degree. I don't agree with the logic or the thinking behind it, but it, sometimes if you're staying busy enough, you're making the money you wanna make, you don't even realize there's a problem, right? So I understand that. Uh, and again, being a homeowner now, I'm on the other side of things too. Uh, and sometimes I get extra annoyed because of what we try to teach and coach people through and then when Again, there's no communication. It frustrates me even more than it probably would anyways. But I wanna talk through, how do we focus on getting these things done? All right, how do we focus on these goals and those plans we talked about? We can advise you on how to run your business, what you need to do. Hey, between now and our next meeting for our clients, you know, these are the two or three things we need you guys to do. And if you're not doing it, this starts to become a whole different conversation, right? Um, I started noticing this. So one of our advisors, Andrew, he used to work with College Works. Uh, very similar background with me. He spent quite a few years with them. Uh, he's up in Traverse City, Michigan now. And we started having this conversation uh, because we had we noticed someone just, we were following up on the same things and it was always like, yeah, I'm gonna do that before we meet next. I'm gonna do that before we meet next. And they weren't. And we started having a conversation of like, okay, we gotta go back to when we were in 
our student painting models, student painters from May College Works for him. And what we used to do, right? We used to teach 18 year old college students that maybe never had a job before, right? Might've been a three sport athlete, how to go run and manage a six figure painting business over three months in the summertime, right? So you extrapolate that out, you know, three to $500,000 annual revenue, you know, but they were only doing it summertime in between semesters. We would teach them that, right? Well, what did we do? Oh, well, we focused on two things, calendars and to-do lists. And then obviously accountability meetings, you know, from us, daily check-ins, weekly check-ins, weekly meetings, all these different things, right? We got very micro with them on that. Um, and that's kind of, again, what's prompted this episode is we're realizing that there's a lot of people that have really good intentions, but they're not following through on the things they need to do. They say they're going to do what they want to do, right? And again, the road to hell is paved with great intentions, right? Um, so we need to make sure that in order to make 2024 our best year yet that we talked about last week, we need to make sure that we got two things right, our calendars and our to-do list, and that we've got a process to follow in each one. So again, I'm, as always, I wanna keep it simple, I wanna break it down, I wanna give you some thoughts that you can leave here today, implement, whether this is something you really struggle with, or whether you're like, nah, Chris, I feel like, you know, we're, we're pretty good or we're 80%, right? Which is kind of where I would put myself at, I'm not flawless, we're I'm 80, 90% of the way there, right? I just wanna share with you some stuff that we do, that we've seen other people do, um, on how you can maybe take one or two nuggets out of here that will just continue to help, so. Number one, let's focus on in your calendar for a minute. The first tip I've got for you, use one. Crazy, novel idea. I know some of you are mind blown right now. Hopefully somebody didn't just swerve off the road after hearing that. Use a freaking calendar, okay? You should have a personal one and a business one that you can have in the same view. So number one, for me, do it digitally, okay? It sinks in with so many things. Google Calendar, if you have a Gmail, you automatically have a Google Calendar. It's so simple, right? You can get to it from your phone, your computer, your any app, anything, anywhere, right? It connects in with your email, your Google Drive. It's just super easy to do. So I like, recommend having one digitally and I recommend having a personal one and then a business one. Here's why. If you put them together on the screen, right? You can toggle them on and off, which is what I love about Google Calendar. You can toggle it on and off, right? But if you keep them together, you have them on the same view, that way you always know, hey, if I'm scheduling an estimate for work, ooh, I have a dentist appointment on this day, right? You can see them together and you can kind of coordinate your schedules together, right? Um, I'll get into my next point about sharing stuff here in a second, but you can see everything in one spot. But when you can have them together and you have them colored differently, again, at least in Google Calendar and a lot of them out there, you can do iCal on your phone and you know Macs and stuff too on Apples, color them differently, you actually will start to see how much time are you actually working, okay? Because here's one thing that I've noticed with a lot of people. We as entrepreneurs feel like we are busy, right? We're busy, we're running, we're doing this, we got phone calls, we got emails, we got text messages, we got employees depending on us, we got clients depending on us, we are busy. But how busy are we actually, right? Sometimes we feel busy, that mental energy chaos, everything that needs done to keep the, the plate spinning or the ship moving forward. We, if you look at your calendar, might realize, ooh, I'm actually not busy. I know for me, something I did, I think it was a couple years ago, at the end of the year, was planning out the next year. And I'm like, how much am I actually working? I started looking through my calendar and I'm like, ooh, I truthfully probably was maybe only putting in 25 to 30 hours a week, but feeling like I was working 40 to 45 hours a week. The reason why is I was doing a lot of personal stuff during the day errand running, doing this. If I worked from home, I'm you know doing laundry and dishes and you know doing this, that, whatever. 
you know, going to get a haircut. That's not really something business related. If you're watching this on video, you know, I need one because I had to cancel my last one because I was homesick with our son and whatever. Uh, I'm dying over here. But like, that's, you know, as much as I could say, oh, yeah, that's professional. Like, I need that for business. Like, no, that's really a personal thing. I just do it during the day during the week. Um, just because it works out schedule wise for me and for the person that cuts it everything, whatever. So you start to realize how much am I actually working It eliminates that self deception, right? So have two different calendars, don't keep it on one have a personal and a business one. Second point of the calendar, I love it. A lot of them, you can share your calendar with other people. This is huge. If you were married, you should have a calendar for you and your spouse. And you share it with each other. To where if you put something on there, a little notification will pop up. Chris added event, blah, 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 blah. That has helped our communication tremendously in our marriage. Side note on that. All right. Just the little things, right? Like in case I forget, like we might talk like, hey, we're going to try to hang out with so-and-so this weekend, whatever. Great. I'll make the plans and I would forget to tell Christina. And then the day before, I'm like, hey, don't forget tomorrow night, we're getting together with Ted and Shauna. And she'd be like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, we talked about it two weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, we talked about it. You didn't tell me we were doing it. And I'm like, oh yeah. Cause again, for me, it became out of sight, out of mind. So now I just put it on a shared calendar or on my calendar and share it with her, whatever, however you want to do it. And then she knows, right? Like, Hey, we talked about it. Okay. Chris made the plans. This is the plan. Game changer. Still not great at communication. I'll be fully transparent with you guys, but that's been one thing that's helped eliminate a lot of conversations and arguments. Have it, have it shared other people in your business, whatever, uh, me, Jesse, Andrew, all of us share our calendars with each other, at least the work ones here at EBA. So that way we can see, you know, what's going on, who's got meetings. Hey, is Chris available? Is Jess available? Hey, I need to call Andrew about something. Always oh, meeting with this client. Like it just makes life super easy. Um, so other people in your business, that's important. Um, here's a couple big things for me. All right. Those were like the easy, tedious, like if you don't have one, do it. And this is what you should do. Here's the couple things I want to hit on. Number one, use reminders and alerts in your calendar. Okay. For me, I will set reminders and alerts in my calendar. And then I will leave that unread or unaddressed or whatever when it pops up on my phone or Mac. And then I will transfer the, I'll either do it, whatever it is, or I'll transfer it onto my to-do list for the day if I haven't done that already. Okay. And I'll get into to-do list here in the second point. So for me, if I say, hey, I need to call so-and-so, even if a client, this happened last week, all right, talked to him in the morning, didn't get done with everything. I had another meeting after, I think, and then another meeting had to record a podcast. So I was like, hey, I will call you at two o'clock today when I'm done with meetings. Guess what I did? I went in my calendar, put on there, call Joe, two o'clock, alert pop up five minutes before, right? Just so I wouldn't forget. Because otherwise I know how my days go and sometimes it's, uh, I will forget it, right? So have reminders, set alerts, set notifications for things that are important. And then if, if you aren't gonna do it right then and there when it pops up, put it on your to-do list and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I also do the same thing with text messages and emails. Because if not, I will read something and then I will forget to respond, especially if it's seven o'clock at night, I'm looking for something, I get distracted and I open a work email. And then if I'm not gonna address it, I'm not gonna respond to something I don't wanna do on my phone, I'd rather type it out on a computer, I will unread it, right? So if you are the person that you're like, man, I'm terrible when people email me, when people text me, whatever, people call me, I won't listen to the voicemails. Your voicemail might say, hey, you don't need to call me back. 
but I won't listen to it until I'm actually at a spot where I'm ready to sit down and call you. Or if I'm in the car or, you know, if you leave me a voicemail at six o'clock at night, I'm not going to listen to it and address it till the next morning, typically. Right. So leave things unread or I will listen to it or I will read something and then I'll put it on my to do list, which again, you'll hear more in a second. So make sure you've got a good system, right? Whatever that is. And I'm also the person I can't stand on red notifications. So like 90% of the time I'll read the text message and then I'll go on my to-do list and put it on there because I can't stand. I, I saw somebody the other day had 133 unread text messages on their phone and I almost had a panic attack for them and for myself. Um, all right, the second piece of this, use repeating events in your calendar. There are things as business owners that repeat every single year, every quarter, every week, every month, whatever that you need to be doing, okay? Use repeating events on your calendar. It's really easy, you go in, you set up an event, it says, do you want this event to repeat? You click yes, and then you can, you know, do daily, weekly, whatever. You can set parameters the first Thursday of the month, the first this, you can, you can customize all this, at least on Google Calendar and like on our Macs and stuff. It's amazing, use it, right? Here's a couple things. Number one, sending out 1099s. It's a big thing. They're due by January 31st. We gotta get 1099s out here soon. So every year, January 10th-ish, I have a reminder that pops up, don't forget to send your 1099s, right? And if I haven't done it yet or I haven't thought about it and put it on a to-do list, I will then put it on my to-do list. That's my reminder. Happens every year, January 10th for the rest of eternity, okay? As long as I don't accidentally delete it, I guess. Um, another thing, estimated payments. Every, you know, three, months for the most part, if there's one, there's like two months in there. Every April, June, September, and January, you need to make an estimated payment for taxes. IRS loves it when you do it, might hate you if you don't, okay? Um, put a reminder in your calendar, the, you know, the first or the whatever, the, the first day of each of those months, repeating calendar for forever, make your quarterly estimated tax payment. That way, you never have to say, I forgot. Well, you didn't forget, you just didn't follow your calendar and make it happen, right? There's a difference here, right? I hear excuses, why well, forget about it? No, you just didn't have the system in place to make sure you did it. There's a difference, right? Um, another thing, running payroll. If you have to run payroll every week, every other week, whatever, put a repeating alert in your calendar every two weeks, whatever day you need to run payroll or submit payroll, whatever, just do it, right? For me, I use but just something that needs done just at some point that day or that week even. Um, I just use between like six and 7 a.m. or that way it's in my view on my calendar, but it's not like cluttering up like my actual time I will use my calendar. So I use between six and 7 a.m. for whatever tasks I need to do that day. So just a little thought for you so it doesn't clutter up your calendar of the actual meetings and stuff. Um, another piece when it comes to calendar. Sorry, I realized I went off on a few tangents here. Um, time block. All right, we gotta time block out your calendar. We gotta be disciplined, we gotta be diligent with it. I know it's hard to do. I know you're in a business where it's unpredictable. You might have everything lined out perfectly for the week. Crew one gets to the job site Monday morning, sprayer doesn't work, this doesn't happen. Crew two's homeowner hates the color of their paint as they're halfway in the project. Um, and your huge project gets pushed off two weeks, you're gonna start next week. I understand things happen, okay? But we need to one, build margin into our calendar, right? We need to plan for the unexpected. Um, we know things are gonna happen. I know, I never know. There's some days I get zero phone calls, text messages, emails from clients. There's some days I get 15, 
right? I can't plan for that because it's unpredictable. I know it happens more on Tuesdays than Mondays because typically everybody's busy on Mondays. With that being said, I block 30 minutes at least in between all of my meetings typically. You know, like I will try to build time into my calendar to address the, you know, the things that pop up. And then the bigger time blocks, I'll focus time on my to-do list, right? I try to assign things on my to-do list that I'll talk about in a second to the time slots I have available that day, right? I used to love when I was a painting contractor, I would intentionally sometimes build like a window in between estimates or in between going to a job site and estimate that I would either, you know, be back at my home office or I would stop at a Starbucks and work for like an hour, hour and a half, just get caught up on whatever I needed to, right? I would intentionally build time blocks into my calendar. Um, I used to do the same when I went to college. That's actually where I learned this. I, there was every day, like after lunch, I would block off. I intentionally wouldn't schedule a class if I could avoid it and make sure I always had like a two hour block in my day every day when I was at college to just get homework done, be whatever, group meetings, anything like that, right? Um, the reason why I think time blocking is so important, we are entrepreneurs. We don't have set working hours. We don't have parameters, but I think it's something we should set for ourselves. If you don't set guardrails in your business for the time you're working and you're communicating with clients, you'll let your business run you to the point of burnout. So we gotta take control of our calendars. We gotta get in some routines. We gotta utilize the features and the functionality in these calendars, right? Technology has came a long way, right? We can set, you couldn't set reminders and alerts to pop up on a paper calendar. You can do that when you do it digitally. So that's my thoughts on the calendar. All right, uh, this to-do list one will be a little bit shorter. That was the big bulk of it. The second point of making sure that we get this stuff done and we're taking action on it is we need to have a to-do list. This is how we make sure things get done every single day that need done, right? So we take things off that calendar and make sure we follow through and get them done, right? I like digital to-do list. I will be truthful. Up until about two years ago-ish, I always had a paper to-do list. I would write it out every week. I would, you know, do it. I always do it by day. I think that's super important. Um, breaking everything down by the day. That way you can kind of look at your schedule and say, hey, I got a lot of time on Monday. I can get a lot more to-do list tasky stuff done. But man, Tuesday, Wednesday is super packed. I'm, I'm gonna only just put a couple easy, smaller things on my day that day. So I'm not setting myself up for failure, right? Having one giant to-do list is overwhelming gives you anxiety, have it broken down by day, you're much more likely to accomplish even 90% of it, right? Um, but I would write it down because I loved crossing it off, right? And then I realized that one day I accidentally left my to-do list at home on my home office desk and I was out meeting with clients and I had some time at Starbucks built in in between meetings to work and I had no clue what I was supposed to work on. And I was like, okay, doesn't work, right? System's broken. So now I've just gotten um, satisfaction by clicking delete on my to-do list when I'm done with task, it works. Um, I use Trello, we use Trello here at Elite Business Advisors. Each of us have our own Trello to-do list board. Um, there's a lot of different apps, things out there you can do. Find something that works for you, right? I love Trello, you can get to it from your phone, get to it from your computer. The one thing I love about Trello is, again, I have lists for every single day, each card, which is like each item on that list, you could open, you can put details in, you can put thoughts in, you can save stuff, you'll put pictures in it, whatever. Um, and then you can also have a weekly template, right? So I just copy that into my to-do list for each week. Um, but I love it 
because I have a lot of things to repeat every week, right? Social media things, um, things we do for clients, recording podcasts, producing our podcasts, like all these little tasks that need done for our business or for our clients or certain things that I need to do every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday. It's just how I've had to organize it so I don't get too overloaded. And so I just have a weekly template, right? And what was great is, is I planned out 2024. I added a couple of things that I, I want to make sure I'm doing every day, right? I want to be a little more active on social media than I have been the last couple of years. I've been terrible about it. Um, certain things that I'm like, hey, I can do this every day, 10 or 15 minutes. Great. So instead of having to like go refigure out my whole system, I just put it on my weekly template, right? To where now every time I make a weekly to-do list, it's it's already on there, right? I can delete it off if I don't need to. Um, but again, I'm a huge fan of Trello. It's free to use up to a certain extent. We still haven't had to pay for it, knock on wood. So um, find something that works good for you that you like that integrates with whatever. Um, again, break it down each and every day. And then the biggest thing for me, this is the key, um, prioritizing the day, either every morning, first thing in the morning or at the end of the day before. Like looking at your calendar again and saying, okay, what is the most urgent and highest priority thing I need to do to move my business forward? right? Not what's easiest to knock out. I'll give you one less than five minute task to just quick, just, I just, I need to get something done. I need to feel progress. Fantastic. Knock it out first thing in the morning and then focus on what's most important for your business. What a lot of people do is they'll start with all the easy stuff, never get to the heavy, deeper, you know, things where typically the more important things, right? If you need to post on social media or you need to work on, you know, analyzing your, your financials from last week and your job costing, well, yeah, everybody's natural. I'll just post on social real quick. It's easy, simple, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you have like five of those things, you're just going to focus on that all morning. And then next thing you know, it's four days, you haven't job costed your projects, right? So I'll give you one less than five minutes and then dive into what's most important and the highest priority for your business, right? I know sometimes there's time sensitive things in there. Um, the last thing I want to mention, I, I kind of hit on this earlier in the calendars part before we start to wrap up. I always take things from my calendar, put them in my to-do list. For me personally, I'll make my weekly to-do list out either Friday before I leave the office is what I try to do most. Worst case, I may try to do it like Sunday evening. Um, I try to avoid doing it Monday morning because I want the second I walk in the office here Monday morning to be like hit the ground running. Um, what's What am I starting on first? Again, I'm prioritizing that stuff. Uh, so I worst case, I try to do it Sunday night, Friday afternoon's best. But I'll actually go through my calendar that week and anything I had on any of those days, I'll just immediately transfer it into my to-do list, right? So that's for me, the big thing is I take it from my calendar to my to-do list, whatever works best for you. You could, you know, depending on how much you have to do every day, you could have your to-do list just in your calendar every day if that if that works. Again, you got to figure out what works for you. I just want to share some ideas, what we do, what I've tried, what I haven't, but everybody's different right? Everything's different for everyone. What works for you may not work for me, may not work for my care at our office, may not work for Jess or Andrew or anybody else on our team, right? So you got to figure out what's best for you. Last thing I want to think is, well, what's the risk here? Like what's the downside to doing all this, right? As I've talked a handful of times, right? I'm sitting here recording this and I'm fully focused on recording this and trying to give as much value and thoughts to you guys as I can, because everything I need to do is behind the screen here in Trello on what I'm going to do the second I press stop recording of what I'm going to do, right? Like that's a huge thing. The only downside is when this, you let the system break down, that's when it doesn't work, right? You say, well, Chris, how does this not work? Well, as long as when that reminder pops up, 
to do something, I either do it or I put it on my to-do list, I'm golden, right? So I've just trained my brain when this happens, either do it or put it on a to-do list. The only time that I fall short on that is when that pops up and I'm in the middle of something and then it goes by the wayside, right? Or I read a text message and I forget to either put it on my to-do list or unread it, right? And you might think, man, that sounds exhausting. No, it's not. It's just, that's why I've trained my brain to do it, right? Um, so that's the only downside here. When you let the system break down, the thing I mentioned about the shared calendar with Christina, I totally wrecked that like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something. That was before Christmas. We were going to bake cookies with my parents. We talked about it. We did it. I didn't freaking put it in the calendar. Day before. Hey, don't forget, we're doing that tomorrow. Oh, didn't know that. Again, in my head, I'm like, well, we talked about it. Like we made the final decision. The final decision was up to us what they were going to do it. But I didn't put it in the do list, right? So that's the only downside is sometimes if you let the system break down, you don't follow the process. You don't follow what you put together. That's the only way you're going to fail at this. Otherwise, it's pretty much bulletproof, right? And it's going to happen from time to time. But if you can get like 99% accuracy, there's going to be a couple little things that slip through the cracks. And it is what it is, right? So I hope this was helpful. I hope you were able to take a couple things away from this. Um, let me know. If you want to chat more about it, you've got my email, chris at elitebusinessadvisors.com. Reach out. I'm always happy to chat about this. I think this is one of the foundational things that you can do as an entrepreneur. We got to make sure that you're organized and that you're getting done and following through on what you said you were going to do. And you're not overwhelmed mentally by the constant clutter of everything that needs done without any place to house that right? You would be amazed at the relief you at least feel when you can take everything out of your head and put it down on paper in an organized to-do list, knowing that if I can just do this, this, and this each day this week, I'm going to knock out that to-do list. All right. We'll catch you guys on next week's episode. I'm super excited for the series we're kicking off with next week with Dan Fleischer of Hire Bus. We're going to do a three-part series all about recruiting, hiring, in retaining the right talent in your painting company here this year as a lot of you guys are getting ready to start hiring and ramping up for spring and summer. So I'm super excited. Dan's going to have a ton of great stuff to share. He used to be a coach with Conquer Consulting. Some of you guys know Brandon Bond and Conquer Consulting. Dan used to be that. And now he's co-founded Hire Bus with Brandon Bond. You're going to hear a lot about them coming up soon. You're going to see them at PCA Expo. Um, we're super bought into what they're doing. We're working on partnering with them on some stuff for our clients. So I can't wait for you guys to hear the value add stuff that Dan has to share that he shared with our clients privately two weeks ago. Have a great rest of your day. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.